have a very special guest um, in the room with us. We have Nathaniel. Mm. So it sounds like you're really good at delegating the tasks and picking the right people to do the tasks. So what do you actually do? <laughs> I'm on the cover here, Jessica. <laughs> It's going so well. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, so not that much, right? <laughs> um, we're all the software. I do check out the software. It's not like, but that's really the whole point about the business. Like yeah. even I, like I work obviously for my company. I work full time, so I don't have as much time mm. now to work on this. So mm. really, you want to get those people to do the work, mm -hmm. and you want your employees to treat it like it's like their business. That's mm. why it's really important for me for them to be happy. Mm. But you really want to try and step away as much as possible mm -hmm. from it because otherwise you just created another job for yourself. Yeah. I see a lot of people doing this. You know, I have a friend who makes really good money in high ticket sales, but he's on the phone. So All the time. it's not really a business. It's a mm -hmm. job. It's a really good job. Mm -hmm. But you were like that. I remember when probably more like your drop shipping time you were like on the phone all the time to ebay to amazon like i remember i brought him for his birthday trip once and like the whole time he was like on hold on ebay like yeah and getting so worked up for that and you just spend like so much of your time on ebay and disregard every other yeah, but I, I think you kind of have to be like this when you start a business, you know, a lot of people are kind of, you know, dip your toe in, mm. like, those people don't make any money, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, you really have to entrench yourself in it, um, I know, obviously, you can, there's people like Elon Musk and stuff, you know, work 100 hours, like, we, me and Rob, we were putting in big hours, but, like, you have to in a business, because you only have the term I'm sure you've heard of sweat equity so you like, mm. you're literally using all your your work ethic mm -hmm. so you have to do that until you can get more people where a lot of people are like they want to get the virtual assistance you know yeah. and, like if you don't have that process nailed down then the virtual assistant's definitely not going to have it nailed down mm -hmm. so it's just getting like you have to work really hard especially to start when you have no capital yeah. like you have you have to save on every every expense there is yeah what is like your biggest stress when it comes to amazon oh yeah very simple it's getting suspended so amazon can suspend you um at any time even big sellers like i'm, I'm getting up there more and more now like we're we're doing pretty good um but yeah like getting suspended can be for anything so you could have an inauthentic product or product that's out of date and yeah you, they can suspend you for it they can suspend you at any time and it doesn't matter if you're doing 100 grand a month in sales or 50 grand a month like i have noticed more and more now at least i have the illusion of it like i got offered into the amazon kind of like you know like the up the higher sellers program so i feel like even though i have had a few issues with my accounts they've been very easy on it but newer sellers they're super strict but mm -hmm. Definitely suspension and the only way around suspension is through diversification. So mm -hmm. you want to have multiple accounts. That's why I told Candice to set up an account mm -hmm. and you want to take on more and more. So basically if they suspend one, you're not out of business. It's kind of like... Um, Reroute your resource. Yeah. But do you have to build your reputation in each account then? Yeah, exactly. You have to build it up. So it takes time. Yeah. And, and then if you get suspended, you'll be like, oh, so much time wasted on yeah and like i think the verification process is really hard as well because you know how like you know sometimes when you create an account on asos or something you just basically need 
uh, email account and that's you but for Amazon I remember when I have to um, build my new account they actually need your passport your billing address and like credit card statement and stuff and then somebody actually phoned me on I think it was Skype or Teams or something and actually verify my face and with my passport to make sure that I'm a real person wow so yeah like they have to verify that every single seller is actually like a legitimate person and not because mm-hmm. there's a lot of like scams and like maybe money laundering that goes on as well yeah. I'm, I'm guessing mm-hmm. so it takes a while and then obviously with the feedback you need to get like feedback from customers so whenever they purchase something they need to give you feedback so the more feedback you get like the more the algorithm favors you mm-hmm. am I right that's exactly it mm-hmm. yeah. yeah yeah so yeah it takes quite a while to kind of like season the account yeah and get yeah. it going like yeah. it, it takes usually that's why I think when did you start your stream July, maybe. July, yeah. yeah. So I like obviously I wanted to get Canvas accounts ready for Christmas. So yeah, it takes a long time to season their account. A lot of people think like you can just get this going mm-hmm. right away, but mm-hmm. and that was even with my help. I have a fair bit of knowledge in it. Yeah. But once you're up and going, it's pretty good as long as you follow the rules of Amazon. I um I have had some issues and I've had to write plans of actions, and you have to follow. Amazon has a very strict process, so you. I pay for templates, you know, kind of to gauge it, but like now the level that I'm at, if I had an issue, I'd probably go to a lawyer or someone, a real specialist in it because it's not worth me losing my account. Mm. So you can not always get out of uh, suspensions, but if you have, like you can take Amazon to arbitration and stuff. And Mm -hmm. by the way, if Amazon's listening, please, (laughs) I don't ever want to do this. You can always, you can get your account back if you're willing to pay enough money, but that's something, something you don't really want to go down. Yeah. Yeah. And how do you compete with, there are so many Amazon sellers and they sell almost like a lot of same stuff. So how do you compete with them? This is exactly what the gurus don't teach you. And this is what everyone wants to know. Um, Well, I'm not going to tell you. (laughs) 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 That's a good question. (laughs) That is is the most important question because you have to have an edge. You know, you either have to have a supplier or you have to be getting a deal somewhere. If you're doing what everyone else is doing and I've done it, you know, it doesn't work because it just becomes too saturated. So you, anyone who's making money, now you can go look at other sellers. You can go look at them. Like if they're in business a while, they're making money. So you have to figure out what are they doing to make money? And it's mm-hmm. just reverse engineering what they're doing mm-hmm. and then capitalizing on it. And definitely one of the best things that happened to me was bringing Canvas in. Canvas saw um, another revenue stream for us and it's been great. I never saw that. That's why you need multiple people. Like I even sit down with my virtual assistants every two weeks and I'm like, what do you think? You know, what, what do you think if it was your business? So I always want their input because people always see things very differently than me. Yeah. And you don't want to just be my way because if it was just my way, we wouldn't be making as much money where if you have different input, you can get, you can really scale. Mm-hmm. It's, and that's really what the end goal is with an mm-hmm. online business mm-hmm. is to scale. And how did you pick a product? Uh, basically by how much it sells and if you can make margin on it. So I'm very simple if it sells, I think five to 10 times a month, I'll just go buy 30 or 40 of them. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of the other thing with Amazon. Once you start to have capital, you can really scale because a lot of people don't have capital to start where they might sell something for five pounds and they only make 50 per pound on it. Mm-hmm. But I can sell hundreds of them. You know, you really, you need that capital to help you grow. Mm-hmm. Like even kind of, you notice that as you started to sell, like you hit a wall with your capital. Mm. So it's just about 
I constantly reinvest all the money back in. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I take a little bit out maybe at the end of the year, but nothing mm-hmm. massive. So just keep it growing. So you have more. Like it's a big thing in Amazon. Once you have the capital, you can. can it's kind of like Monopoly. You mm-hmm. can control the board more. And you can mm-hmm. sell if you buy in bulk. You can get it at a cheaper, cheaper price. Mm-hmm. So, so when you first started, did you get a loan? Did you use your own savings? Did you get? I, I took all the money from me and Rob and started it, and then I got a loan. So I used that to help supplement it. Mm-hmm. So I've been using that money and the loan to kind of float everything. Mm-hmm. So that's it. Because you definitely you could like even people like a lot of people say you can do online business with like three or four thousand pounds like I wouldn't even think about doing Amazon with the last twenty five thousand pounds because mm-hmm. it's not going to be worth your time like you need so much money and you're going to make mistakes in the beginning mm-hmm. you need a lot of money to start like and just to scale it because if you're not going to be making like you, you obviously have a number in your head but you want to make maybe some people want to make a thousand pounds or five hundred pounds a month that's fine you know as a side hustle like there's absolutely nothing wrong with that yeah. but if you want like obviously you want to think long term so you're definitely going to need that capital so mm-hmm. anyone who's thinking of just starting up this amazon business i would definitely be mindful of that um save up your money and mm-hmm. then go into it don't go in with yeah with a little money because you're just going to fail and you're yeah. just going to get disheartened yeah, yeah. exactly because that, that's what i feel because i was so naive i was like oh i have like five thousand pounds i'm just gonna use this five thousand pounds to see whether this business will go or not but then at the end of the day and then you will find that because what you buy it hasn't sell but then you have to say like pay off your credit card and then you don't have enough to kind of like turn the money around and then in the end you need more products to be in your inventory to drive up the algorithm so that your products will sell so you need like a specific amount and not specific i guess like a certain amount of money to like pump into it to be able to like create a momentum for it too to propel. really make it yeah. worthwhile yeah. yeah you need that momentum and that comes from capital yeah yeah i guess the bigger the risk is the bigger the reward is but a lot of people don't see that, they, no. that and no. they don't know if the risk is worth it i guess yeah so and also if it's a lot of money people would be like that's reluctant a, to do it that's exactly um, what it is and even if you go someone starts up um you're gonna fail because there's like you have to be in the game like mm-hmm. Like, I've been doing this for a while, like, online business. Like, you have to know... Well, I'm sure, obviously, people have done other businesses and they probably have the same insight, but you need to know that how these other people make money. And it's not something, like, you can't just go read a book on this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's not... Yeah. No one's going to tell you this on the internet. You have to actually go and look yourself yeah. and find the diamonds because then once you find it, you can figure out how to make more money. But there's... I remember, I think for, like, the first four months, I didn't make any money. I just took money out of my own savings because... And I had to learn how this whole process worked. And I remember I just kept, and I packed everything myself and I was still losing money. So a lot of people start out in this and they think, oh yeah, it's so easy. We'll just go ahead. But it's really learning. Like, like if you want to get into, like a lot of people get into niches, Mm. for example, like beauty or grocery or whatever, but you really want to hone into a niche and stick with it, you know, until you get your burns and your fundamentals, a few suppliers. I I probably should make another point. There is different business models within Amazon. There is brands, wholesale, online arbitrage, retail arbitrage, that's where you go to the store. Um, everyone has this dream of like brands and wholesale, but more and more I'm seeing other big sellers. There's actually more money now because it's so saturated, that that industry, like wholesale. Mm. Then now online arbitrage is huge at the minute because 
everyone went down that road and got disheartened. Yeah. <laughs> so you, I, I have a balance across all three. So you just want to have a balanced portfolio. Yeah. But that is just a, a bit of what goes on within Amazon. So do you not have a niche then? Do you just do everything? No, I well, I mostly do grocery. Mm-hmm. I try and do food because food, especially because of the pandemic, it was just huge. Like mm-hmm. everyone was buying online. And a lot of older people have still continued to buy online. But obviously coming up, actually even in Christmas, food's the best seller. You would think it would be toys, but it's not. Food mm. is like, for example, people want sweets, you know, heroes, celebrations. Um, chocolates. Chocolates. But now we've kind of moved a bit more, a bit more into beauty um, and looking down other revenues. Beauty, I'm trying to think. I think skincare is pretty big at the minute. Anything that's new and you can buy, <laughs> buy in bulk and mm-hmm. buy it cheap. It's like it's a very simplistic model. Like you just have to buy it. Like I really like simple things. Like I don't like I don't want to do anything too complicated. Too, too complicated. Like I just want to. Like I call people up. I call my suppliers up. And I'm like, can you do it for this? And if they say no, I'm like, okay. I just mm-hmm. move on to the next one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think credit cards are really important yeah. in business. Like, Candice knows because. Well, she takes all my points, but <laughs> <laughs> but I used to have a great thing going for myself. Like I used to get, I used to get all these vouchers and stuff. So now we we do multiple different vouchers, and then like if we're going on a trip or we want anything, we'll just use the points for it. Yeah. So what he means is like, whenever you get, obviously we use like American Express for buying the products, and then you get rewards with it. So yours is. Um, American Express points, yes, yeah, I, and then these points you can obviously convert to vouchers or whatever perks that you have, and then we use that sometimes we will buy products to put into the business, or sometimes we'll just convert it into like Sainsbury's vouchers and have our groceries for free basically, and then on top of that, what else do we use? Okay, I think I got AirPods and stuff, just yeah. like small things, like yeah. from John Lewis. Yeah, like our vacuum cleaner was by the voucher. Um, something else was from the voucher. Maybe Be- uh, basically, I think like I, I love like I'm sure people on the podcast have heard of house hacking. Like mm-hmm. I kind of want to have life hacking. Um, one of the people I listen to, like I think it's really important. You really want to try and get your expenses down uh, mm-hmm. as low as possible. Because things just cost so much, mm. you know, mm. anything you can get lower and you can save more money, it's just going to be better for you. Mm-hmm. Like even these people, like I have a friend who made a lot of money in business, but he flew all around the world and he had that very laptop lifestyle mm. where me and Rob definitely didn't. Like we were kind of just grinding it out in the house and he was like, oh, why don't you come out? He goes, you can write it off or whatever. And we were like, no, let's just keep the money because we, we saw the bigger project and mm. he kind of missed out on that. Mm-hmm. So... People, like, even before you're thinking about starting a business, you should really get personal finances. I know you've obviously had multiple people on talking about this. Um, I know Henry was on. <laughs> fantastic podcast, Henry. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think people should be really mindful of that. If you can't mind your own finances, like a business is too hard. I, I had a friend who actually wanted to get into business. And I told him, you, you know, you need a credit card to do mm-hmm. this. And he got it. And the stress of him having the credit card, he just, he just said he cut it up. He didn't what? even... Because he, he didn't want that responsibility of managing the money. Oh, okay. For some, some people might think that it's too complicated to manage the yeah. finance book. Where yeah. I always, I don't think I've ever missed a credit card payment. So, mm. knock on wood. 
Yeah. Um, I think it's also to start a business, you really need to do your research. You can't just start a business after watching a YouTube video and be like, I think I can do that. You really need to research everything because a lot of money is at risk. Because yes, obviously there is there should be room for mistakes, but if you make bad investments, then there's no guarantee that you will recoup your losses. Yeah, that's that's very important. I I just think your losses are really important, and I think in anything if you have to make investments, you know. And the thing is, when you can make more money, you can make more mistakes, and they're less. They have less repercussions. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of where you want to get to. I remember having that point in business where I remember me, well, me and Rob made too many mistakes, but mm-hmm. like we always, we could always, we always innovated and invested in new things, or can we make this to make it more efficient? But we knew it wouldn't completely kill us. Where at the very start, we were like watching it, counting every penny. Mm. But um, yeah, that's kind of that. Um, so I will ask you guys one question. What's your plan then with the podcast? I guess this is kind of a business. <laughs> you know, it is I in wish. a sense. Um, Can we turn this into a business, do you think? I absolutely think it's the best idea. Um, what would your suggestion? Well, I've always said to Candice, I think YouTube people want to see the end consumer in the face. But I, I know obviously you guys work hectic hours. I know you manage and mm. you're now just starting a new job. So it's a lot of time. I see what Candace and obviously I know you do too. Jessica, you put a lot of work into this. Um, it's just trying to carve out some time. But obviously, I don't know if there is. I, I don't know enough about this kind of business model. But does it run on Facebook ads or Instagram? Like Obviously, you already have an organic following because I listen to the podcast every week. I know Henry listens to it. I know other people. I and mean, you have subscribers on Spotify mm-hmm. and apple it's just you kind of really like i got advice from a guy who was pretty rich and he said like, you kind of really need to sit down like carve out a business plan like it doesn't have to be written or anything but like where you want to go and then in six months you want to do x but right now you're only in the beginning stages you know mm-hmm. i you've done two seasons yeah this is mm-hmm. second one. this is the second one so just take your time with it. Like I told Candice that, I know you were kind of like, you wanted this to be really big right away, but it really takes time, you know, it doesn't happen overnight. And maybe it doesn't have to be a business. You know, if you, this could be a passion project, like not everything's about money. Like I get a lot of enjoyment from my business. If I didn't, I wouldn't do it just yeah, for the money. Yeah. So that's why I said you obviously continue pursuing, you know, podcasting. Mm. Um, but if you want to grow it, like I would imagine Definitely, I think YouTube, you would get a lot more conversions, but um, like really reaching out to their audience. But I think you have a massive market in affiliates. For example, like user very, user into your tech is like that. Um, people who are listening to this are gonna probably be from obviously all over the world, but mostly Malaysia, Indonesia, England. So there's so many services. Like I could think of like, even if you wanted to rent to students here, like mm. you could create that gateway for them. You know, there's user well user more like a brand yourselves mm-hmm. you know two pills in a pod so like, it's endless but you have to decide like obviously like you both don't have easy jobs so mm-hmm. where are you going to carve out this time and how are you going to scale this like obviously you have started now but like most people really know what to do if mm-hmm. they want to take it to the next level but these taking it to the next level and everything involves more risk you know for example if you do like obviously you're on instagram and stuff you're out there but like 
you start going on to YouTube, you know, you know, the tension starts rising. Like I remember I did my first, I was doing like a live call, like 30 people, I was teaching them how to drop ship and you know, the tension starts to build. But like what Jessica said earlier, it is more risk and more reward. And you have to decide what is your risk tolerance. Maybe you don't want to do that. Like, you know, you don't have to be that crazy person, you know, who has 10 million subs. You know, but a girl can dream. It, yeah, no, 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 there's nothing against it. So you just need to decide what both you like. I always say, like with me and Rob, like both decide on the same page. Like, what are you both happy with? You know, like because both you are going to have one. One is going to be hectic busy one week. The other person's going to be hectic busy. So, and this is well, I think you should talk this beyond just a side hustle. Obviously, you've done it consistently which is a big part of business. But just looking into really what your other podcasters do or influencers. But I wouldn't, I, I think there's a whole niche for this mm-hmm. this thing because you talk a lot about finance and stuff. Like I, I just listened to one last week on the mechanical, or a couple weeks ago on the mechanical engineer. Like it was very interesting. Like people really want to know about this. You know, people want to have an insight. Like they go to uni. Mm. Like like you, you have no idea. Like you, oh, I know what a pharmacist is, but you really have no idea until you listen to your podcast or, you know, what a mechanical engineer does. You know, mm. like these are, I think these are really productive you know, like even when you go on job experience, people don't really, you kind of, you see it, but you don't really get that much of information when your podcast, people are pretty open and honest about it. Yeah. Like Henry talks, like he, he trades mostly commodities and you really see like, like, you know, you really know what he does now, you know, it's mm. very interesting. So it's huge. It's whatever way you just want to take it. And just, have you decided, have you ever tra- tried to reach out to other podcasters or influencers? not really that's a huge thing that like you really need to be in groups mm. and obviously once you get a, a certain level of knowledge you can go from there but you need to like you need to ask people you need to like you always want to learn from other people's mistakes let them let them do the mistakes for you but ask them how did they grow because like there's niches for everything and i know especially on youtube like it's so much in its infancy like these people are now taking on the likes of cnn and like, the brand's so big, like, mm. like who, who was I on? Who did I see the other day? That guy, James Charles, he has, like, oh, 26 yeah. million subscribers. Yeah. You know, like, this is this is only going to get bigger. Like, I know people are like, oh, YouTube, it's already a big thing. Like, it's going to be huge. Mm. Like, I think about me, where I spend most of my time. I spend mm. most of it on YouTube. I know mm. for you, it might be Instagram. Like, I don't, that's not for me. I know a friend who's just obsessed with TikTok. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's given that information, and but you have to monetize it, and obviously you ha- you want to keep your integrity on the way. <laughs> you know you don't want to just be all about the money. But yeah. I think there's so many products for you. It's mm-hmm. like definitely that finance niche, like you know minimalism kind of like user podcasting. User both in your mid twenties, so like there's so yeah. much for you to do. Like mm-hmm. it's just taking it, but it's gonna take a lot of energy. You yeah. know, and you just exactly. have to decide is yeah. You know, it's what what you both want to do with this. Yeah, but how do you manage your time then? Because like us, we have to manage our podcast outside of work, and you are running a business. Well, you don't. So like, that's just a, don't sleep. You, yeah, well, now more and more, you, that's how you want to you want to get past that position where you can hire people because there's no way I could probably like the previous job I worked in, like it wasn't that busy, but now I'm like in a more senior position, so. I'm just in work like like I'm not like maybe I have 10 minutes to like look at something so but I'm past that position of like I have employees like they're doing all those mundane tasks Mm. and systemizing it with them 
So for you, you're going to have to do the, the you long... You have to get someone else to do it. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. But you, ca- you can't do that yet until you start turning a profit. So it's going to be you initially doing it. So you just have to put in the hard work, which I know you are very fragmented with time. But it's just take your time, go slowly, and then build it up. And definitely reach out to people. You know, there's so much you can learn from other people. Yeah, no, I thought of um, reaching out to Malaysian podcasters. There's one, yeah. Not one, there's quite a few. Quite a few, yeah. There's quite a few. I think that's like one of our biggest thing is time. Mm. Yeah, yeah, cool. I know how crazy busy you are. Yeah. And I, I can only and imagine you. Basically, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I no. think like it's just we, we, we can't see we can't see it yet like where it's going to end i kind of see it yeah but i i think for now we kind of you know i mean it's easy to find out like how to grow there is like people that can teach you that but it's finding the time to but you'll make time like you'll like with me and rob like there was just there was just no other option like it was just like we used to have like that saying like it was just through like through the wall like like, I remember being in Indonesia, and I was on the phone to eBay, and I was like, what am I doing with my life? You know, like, I am this guy, you know, but that's what it takes, you know, because no one wants to do that, you know, but I knew it was short-term consequences and long-term gain. Yeah. So it's just willing to put in the upfront effort, but then you'll get it on the back end, you know, you'll have more time. It's probably like everyone now, like, you put in the pension, why do you do it? Because you, you don't want to be 80 and cold, you know, you, you want to <laughs> yeah. live in a nice heated house yeah so, yeah that's that's that um but yeah this is great like i think the podcast is only well how long has it been big five maybe ten years mm. so it's, it's not as saturated as youtube is right now and i feel like i still think even youtube is not that much sad, even though there's so many channels but like how many people like the difference how many people have a hundred thousand subs like do you remember like that was such a big deal obviously mm. there's more people now but even like 10,000 subs, like it's like 10,000, like you go and you look at, a, like I've spoken in front of like 50 people, that's a lot of people. You know, that's why I try to can convey to Candice, like 50 people, like they come in and listen to your podcast, like that's that's actually a really big following, put 50 people in a room. Like it's just that people compare themselves to the likes of James Charles and stuff, but that's not normal, like he's like an outlier. Mm-hmm. You know, you wanna, like even if you have like 5,000 subs, like that's 5,000 people who, and who can, like if you have good people, like people who consistently tune in, that's better than, like there's a big YouTuber I know who has two million subs, but now he only gets about one to 2,000 views per video because his lack of content, so yeah. he doesn't have the same, I think the word I was looking for is engagement. You really want to have an engaged audience, which I think you both do. Mm. And it's just scaling that up, like by offering people, like what do they want? Like from the community, obviously I know some Instagram questions you've had out there, but connecting with the community and just giving people more information. Like people, like so many people would pay for this information, you know, to know about what what's it like to come to the UK. Like surely every parent, must, like your parents must have thought, I, I, I know you just came over to Northern Ireland, like. I'm sending my kids over to Northern Ireland. Like, what's it going to be like there? Is it a war zone still? Or, <laughs> you know, like, what do people do over there? Are they all leprechauns? Like, what are they like in Ireland? But, like, you guys have that information. And you both lived in England. Jessica lives pretty close to London. Mm-hmm. You live in the north part of England. So, like, people really want to know about that. I definitely, you just have to decide on how to package that and sell it. Mm. Obviously, you would upsell them through a podcast. You know, they mm. want the content. But, like, 
is there an information guide like like even like those tourist guides like what do they know about what it's like to live in Belfast they've surely never lived in Belfast or what's it like to live in Cambridge mm. or what's it like to live in Sheffield mm. you know just giving that information out to people like obviously you should have to think about how to package that but every parent would want to know about that like you mm. know if I send my kids off to Australia like, I'm going to go what's the first thing to do you're going to go to Google mm. you know <laughs> and you'll be like can I get some information on this you know for any topic I want I go find out about it I either buy a book or not but I hate reading mm-hmm. so I'll always try and find a podcast about it mm. you know and usually though you get that through with a link through YouTube you know it's kind of you know you see the person's face and you want to find out is this person credible and then and usually I buy whatever they're selling like I think of all the podcasts I listen to like Tim first like I bought some of their products because I believe in them yeah so yeah that's all my advice for you guys and your future podcast career but i think you're going in a great direction just really stick with it i know some days you come in you're like you're just absolutely exhausted mm-hmm. and then you're like up grinding on it <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know and but just take your time like more and more people will join this join the club yeah, and just yeah. keep it going yeah well there's a few times i really feel like giving up but that's that the other walls I call them. I guess them. that's normal, yeah. yeah. Everyone what, has that. You know, what like, makes you keep going? And because the first few months for you, it was tough, right? You mentioned that just now. And what you need to have belief, and like that in anything, though, like in pharmacy, like you know, everyone had that moment in their degree where they're like, "Am I going to be that person that gets a two-two, or you know, am yeah. I going to be that person who doesn't make it?" But like you kind of just zone it out. But like I know the user both really smart. So maybe certain things in life have come very easy to you. Maybe education wasn't that difficult. But entrepreneurship is not education. It's a different. You're you're stretching a different muscle. Mm. So like yeah, you really have to become. You have to learn to be really bad at things. Like I remember when I was younger, I still always wanted to do everything perfect. Like I would just get charged up. You know, mm. like I had so many things to feel. <laughs> you know, like like wait, like so many failures. Like. Like, pretty much, very, you can probably get one good thing out of about 10 things you try. Yeah. So, just trying to keep with it. Like, mm-hmm. you definitely have to be resilient. But just think to yourself, if you can't be resilient with this, you know, it's going to impact other areas of your life. So, yeah. like, do you want to be that person who just... And there's absolutely, like, this idea that, oh, you want to have a business and, you know, like, there's nothing wrong with working 9 to 5. But if you have an itch that wants to be scratched, like... Go scratch it, like go, like don't just kind of half-ass it, like go and do it, like you know, answer that phone call in Indonesia, you know, try and launch something, like maybe you'll have to work some late nights, but it, like once you actually see the snow, snowball rolling, like it's all worth it, like, yeah. at least for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, awesome. I think it's about putting in the effort and mm-hmm. just like keep That's going it. on, yeah. like the turtle, that yeah. I just have to finish. Like look at your parents, like they've probably been in the same industry for like 30 years, you know, you probably, like, like with our generation, we just get bored so quickly. Yeah. So. Yeah, we're all about the instant gratification and if it doesn't come, then yeah. we just give up on. So I uh, look forward to the next one, if this one goes down well enough. It was very <laughs> enjoyable. It's a very good guess. Or very good. <laughs> <laughs> I was doing so well. <laughs> Trying to be so smooth leaving there. It's been great being a guest here. Okay. Before you hit the big time. <laughs> Before you have to pay to come on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, I guess that's everything for today. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode. And thank you, Nat, for being a guest 
today. And if you like this podcast, please share it with your friends. Um, subscribe to us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And rate us and review us and follow us on our Instagram at Two Pills in a Pot. And we also have a website called www.twopillsinapot.com. And if you like, if you feel like it, please donate to us. It's always good. <laughs> and, <laughs> and thank you. And that's it for today. Bye. Bye.